your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Friday of Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here, I will turn on the talk and text line so that I can see those. Uh, 608 785. We're going to go slower. 608 785 7914. I have it memorized, and I don't anticipate that you guys would have it memorized. Rob Abraham is going to join us in about 10 minutes. Try to get him on here a little sooner, if possible, then we can rant longer, right? Uh, a, a fourth COVID-19 death just popped up on the COVID website. So that's the second day in a row that's happened. And um, Rob and I are going to have a discussion about COVID versus drugs. That should be pretty interesting. Uh, we we had we were we had a heated de- debate about it right before the show, which is kind of funny. But um, I thought I thought uh, it's 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 pretty interesting what he was talking about in that regard. Um, some of the other things I think we could talk about with with Rob, and if you have questions for Rob Abraham, and if you don't know who Rob Abraham is, he's the assistant police of chief, police of chief of police in in the city of La Crosse. Uh, but if you have questions, 608-785-7914. Um, there's been a lot of community conversations virtually involving and not involving the police, but s- w- the topic has been the police. So some of those conversations, like Police Chief Sean kudron has been on. Other conversations have just been, you know, about the police. Well, you know, they can listen, but they're not actually invited to these conversations. There's also been protests. Over the past month, since the last time we had Rob on, protests or rallies, whatever you want to call them, uh, just you know, outside City Hall and and dealing with the police and or I guess racial equality more or less. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of problems with the police in La Crosse, so it's it's not. I don't I don't think uh, we can point at any one thing and be like, "Hey, you guys got to do better." I can't anyway, but I'm sure people in these uh, conversations probably can point to some things, but not, not a big, not just like a big thing. Like, Hey, that you did this wrong. You did that wrong. So if you're expecting the, like gotcha from, from me today, I'm not going to, it's not going to be there. (laughs) Uh, I believe the lacrosse police are doing a pretty good job. I mean, the, the only time that we had like some kind of a questionable was a couple of months ago with a Walgreens arrest. And, and from what I saw, it was, yeah, it was, it wasn't smooth, but and not all arrests are going to be smooth. And when it was all said and done, they 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 let that person go and uh, essentially gave him assigned him a court date. Uh, whether or not she turned up in court, I, I'm not sure. But you know, hunting down somebody that was in that situation is not all that interesting anyway. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Somebody calling in. We can get to them before we go to the news and then bring in Rob. Uh, caller, who's this? Number three. You're on. You there? Hello. Hello? Number three. Hey, go ahead. You're on the air. Weren't you the guy that got caught speeding over the Mississippi River Bridge here a few years ago? <sighs> Mississippi. Which one? There's a couple of them. Well, there's only the big bridge. Big blue bridge down oh, there. Oh, downtown. Goes, one goes one way and one goes the other. I haven't gotten a I, I haven't gotten a speeding ticket in quite some time, actually. Well, so I no, it wasn't. Maybe did five dollars for your uh, fine that time. Oh, I, I don't know if I. I nope, I don't think I've gotten did a speeding you ticket. To, you do talk to Judge Down on that. 
This was the, no, I, I, this was years ago. I got, Oh, you're right. You're right. But that was, man, that was probably five years ago or more. That oh, that, that's when I give you the five bucks. If you didn't <laughs> yeah. get fined, I want my $5 you're back. Wrong. I did get fined. That was, uh, I definitely got fined for that. And I but did go, I did go to court and from. ask and ask, uh, for less points or more points or however the Wisconsin point right. system works. All right. Well, you people slow down when you come into our Enjoy Wisconsin. Bring your money with you. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Thanks, guy. Yeah. And uh, Eric, real quick, go ahead. Eric from Sparta. Yeah, I was kind of wondering. I wish you did. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was kind of wondering if you asked uh, Mr. Abraham uh, for the last 20-some years at SRO schools. Only seemed like the last five to ten years or so. And I currently more than closer to five years, all of a sudden they're a problem. When they weren't a problem then, why are they a problem now? He's asking that question. Okay. Thanks, Eric. All right. We'll go to the news. We'll bring Rob on here in a minute. We'll be back after this. I was a... All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. You want to get in here, text me. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Rob Abraham, the assistant police chief for the city of Lacrosse on the air. Rob, thanks for joining me on Friday. I feel like you you probably had, you could be fishing right now or something. Hey, Eric. Uh, well, that'd probably be a safe place to be right now. But uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate appreciate you giving me some time. All right. So I I broke down a couple of things that we want we wanted to talk about uh, before you came on here. Uh, which one do you want to hit first? Do you want to go? I feel like we could save the fentanyl talk for after the break, but. Um, you know, two serious things are happening nationwide, seemingly, and then two are kind of happening in, in lacrosse. And I guess one of those is uh, we're, we've had a lot of conversations about police virtually. We've had protests at City Hall and the police department, if you want to, because the police department's at City Hall. Um, how, how have you guys, how have you been taking those, you know, virtual conversations, whether you're involved in those conversations or not, it, it isn't always the case, but how, how are you taking those in? Well, I, you know, we we have had some some peaceful demonstrations, and, and they have been peaceful demonstrations in the city of Lacrosse. You know, we try to uh, meet with the organizers, uh, talk with them, try to find out, you know, where they're going, how we can can you know help them, uh, you know, get their message out in a peaceful way that's not going to be as disruptive to the citizens. You know, part of their, Part of their goal is to try to cause a little disruption so people do take notice, um, but it's been fairly minor. We appreciate their cooperation, and, you know, we we respect the fact that they have, you know, a First Amendment right um, to be heard, and that's what this country is about, and there's no one who defends, you know, the Constitution more than the police. I do. I defend it for quite a bit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. Rob Abraham back. Maybe Brad Williams too in the background. How's that, Rob? Is he talking in the background? I don't hear Brad Williams. Thank you. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not the worst voice to hear in the. No, it kind of is, isn't it? No. no I'm just, <laughs> but every every time you asked me a question, it was being overridden by what he was saying. I was trying to. Yeah. Too much stuff going on for a Friday evening. Yeah, that was that's that was fun. Okay, I hit a button. I got I, engineer did. Thanks a lot. Whoever texted me back. I can't tell which one it was, but our engineers texted me back. And uh, on a Friday, nobody nobody is uh, in the building except me. So, um, all right. So what we were talking about is, is uh, these community meetings about police. Some involve police. And 
I, I guess the idea is I, I feel like some some people just don't have a good grasp about what police do. They they want you guys to change this and that. And I don't know. How do you take some of that stuff? The the you know you guys should be doing this or that in, in terms of like whether or not you can do some of these things. You know, sometimes what we're seeing is it's you know some of the national narrative is getting drug in. They don't understand where the lacrosse police department is at and what we've accomplished. You know, when we when we saw those eight can't wait and we opened up our general orders and policies, we were way ahead of that. That that was that's antiquated policing in my opinion. The eight can't wait and, and and similar things to that. So you know we're 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 doing our part to try to educate um, the public and the people who who don't realize what what we do in policing here. Um, you know, and policing is different around the country. You know, and what happens you know in Lacrosse and what happens in Wisconsin certainly is different than what happens in other states. There's different requirements, there's different mandates, and really sometimes you get what you pay for. Um, you know, some of those police agencies um, um, hire lower quality, less, less you know, paid people, in, in, and in those terms you get what you pay for. I think Western Wisconsin in particular has, has a high-quality level of officer, but when you look at the La Crosse Police Department, we're accredited, We've been accredited since the early 90s, and, and some of the things that people are calling for around the country, I look at them like, yeah, they should have been doing that 20 years ago. When you see the uh, the legislature in Wisconsin and Madison uh, gavel in and gavel out, simple debate on, I think Governor Evers had nine policing policies. Some of them, I think one of them was no-knock warrants. One of them was banning chokeholds. Um, did, did you look at those policies, and do you— uh, the lacrosse police department may may have some of those already in place, right? Well, we're way ahead of those, and like I said, you know, we we have been we have been, uh, and that that a lot of that stuff is is the eight can't wait uh, um, advice or, or suggestions or and demands. We we're beyond those those demands and in, in providing levels of service and policing that far exceeded those before they even became. A, a hot button topic, um, and, and that's why I'm saying you know some agencies are are much farther ahead than other agencies, and you know, I'm proud to work for the Lacrosse Police Department and say that you know we've been doing this stuff for a long time, um, and and that's what you know we we created our transparency and policing page to show people who have questions go to the page look see what we what we've been doing for a long time, and and yes. Um, we agree with with those, and those should have been in place a long time ago. But they were they're in place for us as an agency for many years. Do you, do you do you do you feel it's weird that the legislature doesn't even debate that that stuff? I don't. I, I don't. I, I've only been in politics for five years or so, been paying attention to this stuff. So when you go be, be you know, and you've been in law enforcement for a long time, so I, I don't know if the legislature's debated a lot of stuff when it comes to policing, uh, you know, in Madison or not. But you might have. Well, they're all politicians, and politicians play their political games. It's all political gamesmanship. Um, you know, the only way, in my opinion, that um, the people are going to govern appropriately is with term limits for everybody. Um, they're so embedded. They're so entrenched. They're worried about getting reelected. They don't care about us as voters uh, or as citizens. They wanted to be in those positions, so 
it's simply gamesmanship when when I think the governor does his thing and when when the other side does their thing. It's sad that they just can't go to work and get the job done. Uh, no knock warrants. Do you is that banned in lacrosse or do you guys even have you do you use no knock warrants? No knock warrants are you know allowed across the country, um, and you have to look at different. You know, a judge has to authorize a no knock warrant. Um, so it specifically has to be authorized by the judge when the officer applies for the search warrant. Sometimes the judges do authorize it when we request it, and we request it on only certain circumstances where we feel that there's a high level of danger where if the officer announces too far in advance that it could present danger to themselves or someone else, or if there's a high risk of losing evidence in that search warrant. So we, we, you know, we explain to the judge when we, when we request a search warrant why we're requesting a no-knock, and the judge makes the determination, not the police. And that's the way it is everywhere. A judge is the one who authorizes a no-knock search warrant. And I, I bring that up because it, for two reasons. Obviously, the Breonna Taylor incident in Kentucky and Louisville was a no-knock situation, I believe. And then the legislature, one of those policies was to ban no-knock warrants in Wisconsin. You would probably, I'm guessing you would disagree with that, the banning of those. Yeah, I I, I like the way it's set up right now. Uh, And that is you have a judge who's part of a separate branch who who should be there to keep checks and balances and and listen to the facts and say, yes, I think this qualifies as a no-knock or no, I don't think this qualifies as a no-knock. Like I said, we've had our judges um, say no to some of our no-knock requests. And so then we go there and we serve the warrant. Um, so, yeah, as, as just a, a flat-out ban, it, is, it, it defies some logic in the fact that you're going to increase the risk and the dangers to everyone involved uh, if you simply just say, no, you can't do this at all. All right. We're speaking with Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham. We're wide open. The the second half of this hour is going to be wide open because I burned all my commercials the first half. But uh, we're going to break now. We're gonna we got to listen to Brad do the news again. But Scott's comments coming coming up, and Rob will get you on the bottom half of the hour. All right, hold tight. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talk and text line. Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham, City of Lacrosse, on with me. For the most of the rest of this hour, uh, we were talking about uh, community, I guess, community virtual sessions and uh, dealing with police and some of them involving police. Uh, another uh, another aspect of that, Rob, is the SRO program that's that's uh, obviously in schools, the school resource officer program through the Lacrosse School District. It's something that, you know, you've been involved in probably your whole career and that you would like to see continue. Uh where where are we at that with that, and, and what do you think uh, will be the outcome? Well, I know that there hasn't been a resolution, at least you know that they're announcing publicly. And I do have my own feelings. I, I think that there are certain people on the lacrosse school board who had their minds made up way before this. Um, you know, I've, I've been around the block long enough, and you know, I have enough inside information to know some of the, the back-channel workings that were going on before this was even uh, brought forward. But um, 
there is suppose there is going to be another uh, community meeting, uh, and yes, you know, I do have strong feelings about it. I, I think that the school resource officer program and uh, you know the Dare program, the Grief program, those first and foremost are community policing programs. Those are where kids get to develop relationships and understanding of of interactions with police officers. Uh, and I myself was in the schools for some of the first years in the early 90s. You know, I still have kids come up to me today and, and, and talk about me being their DARE officer or me being their grade officer. And throughout my career, those relationships have come to help uh, at times when they were going through struggles and stuff like that. So, you know, I mean... Sometimes yeah, yeah, uh, a couple of things that really bother me that need clarification, and I wish the school district would stop talking about it, is you know the rates of suspension in SROs. There has never been an SRO in the city of La Crosse who has ever suspended a student. Never. We're not responsible for that. That is school administration. So every single school suspension is on the district and the school administrators, and they should stop tagging the SROs with that false narrative. Uh, we're talking with Rob Abraham, the assistant police chief in La Crosse. Uh, you, you talk about the D.A.R.E. officer, and that's D.A.R.E. to keep kids off drugs. That's where that comes from, right, the, when you say D.A.R.E.? Oh, D.A.R.E., Drug Abuse Resistance and Education. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I knew I knew it was an acronym. I just I, And that's what, like, I think it's a Saturday morning cartoon thing, D.A.R.E., that's where I get that. But uh, um, in terms of that, I, you know, if we, we want to steer this to drugs itself, um, you guys you guys made a big drug bust on September 3rd or 4th, earlier this month. Uh, fentanyl was involved. Um, one of those guys was in court today. I think he's on a ten dollars to $15,000 bond at this point, Ligon's. And um, um, can you just talk about the? Obviously, we we have a drug problem here, but uh, it, when we talked before the show, we talked about how it doesn't get enough attention. So how do we how do we bring the drug problem that we have in lacrosse uh, to the forefront of the news? Well, first off, yeah, you know, the drug investigators and the and the patrol officers, um, not only in lacrosse Spurn, but in this county, are doing an amazing job trying to keep their heads above water. Um, there's a huge issue with heroin, fentanyl, and then uh, there's a new drug out there. I just came out from the state talking about how they're seeing it. Um, and, but, but what we're seeing here is fentanyl and heroin, and, and they're, they're super dangerous drugs, as everyone knows. And you're right. I mean, literally every day in the city of La Crosse and, and, and multiple around the county, we're having overdoses left and right, they, you know, multiple overdoses. Um, the last few weeks, the La Crosse Police Department has responded to several uh, fentanyl or heroin-related deaths. Uh, and, you know, far away um, the, the topic du jour, you know, COVID, um, and we're seeing overdoses after overdose after overdose after overdose deaths. And all these people who are being brought back from Narcan, um, but yeah, no one really wants to, to talk about that um, very much. And it's just it's sad that all this is going on. We can't arrest our way out of this. I know, as far as users, you know, and I've never been a proponent of 
jailing users or anything like that. We need to get those people help. They need to get cleaned up and straight. But what we do need to take a stance on is these drug dealers, these fentanyl dealers, these heroin dealers, meth dealers, these drugs that are killing people left and right. And if it wasn't for Narcan, we would literally have bodies stacked up in the cross county. Yeah, I was just gonna. I was just gonna bring up the idea. We talked with Pat Corn with the fire lacrosse fire department yesterday, and he was he was telling him telling us about he, he's had experience with with uh, before Narcan and after our Narcan. He said he was a paramedic out west uh, before he came to lacrosse, but the, we just kind of broke down what happens when someone ODs and that it's not like Pulp Fiction at all, where you stab someone with an adrenaline needle. Um, but you you talk about if we had uh, so. Cooley, the Cooley COVID-19 Collaborative has its own dashboard. They, they launched it. It's got 111 cases of COVID today. The average is 77 a day. And we've had our fourth death now. Today and yesterday, we've had our sec- third and fourth death. Do we need to launch? Does, does the Cooley COVID Collaborative need to be the Cooley Drug Collaborative where they launch a dashboard and they can tell us how many people have OD'd and how many people have died? Would that, I mean, would, would it be more impactful than, than COVID itself at this point? I think if there was something that, that, like that that existed, people's jaws would literally drop. Um, because, you know, three, you know, we were talking about four COVID deaths. I mean, I think the city of La Crosse in and of itself, I think we had three heroin slash fentanyl overdose deaths in like seven days uh, a couple weeks ago. And we're still investigating a few other. I mean, multiple, multiple deaths um, within a few weeks. Uh, and there, right now what's going on is there is a, a couple stronger batches of, of heroin, but, but what we're seeing is fentanyl, which is, you know, many, many, many times stronger than heroin. And now and the people who are addicted to heroin are now chasing down this fentanyl because they're getting, you know, that high again, which, which they're starting to lack because they've been on the, the other stuff for so long. So every time they use it, they're literally, uh, you know, rolling the dice on whether or not they're going to die. And once again, addicts are addicts. They need to be treated separately than drug dealers. Um, Ligans is on a $150,000 cash bond last I knew. And, hey, I, I always call out um, Judge Levine um, because I, I do have an issue with a lot of things. But I think today or yesterday he denied uh, lowering uh, Ligon's uh, bond from $150,000. He's the, he's the main player uh, that we targeted in that arrest. Um, and, you know, so I give uh, Levine credit for that. But those are the kind of messages that we need to, to send to these big-time heroin, meth dealers, fentanyl dealers, is that we're done you know, with the revolving door here, if you're going to come here and deal those kind of drugs, they're going to kill everybody. Then prison is the appropriate place for you. Yeah. You, you guys posted something earlier. It's on our, on our website, but it's, it's buried now. It happened at the beginning of the month. Uh, fentanyl contributes to many drug overdoses. You guys said uh, in the last week alone. So this was September 3rd, uh, police responded to seven ODs of those seven, five people had died. So that was part of that fentanyl. I think that was around the time you guys made that large fentanyl bust. Right. The thing is, we don't even know how many people are ODing because now, um, you know, when, when you go to the AIDS Resource Center and the Needle Exchange, they're giving out Narcan. There's a lot of Narcan on the street, you know. Um, so people who are using, they're all carrying Narcan with them. It's, it's, it's readily and easily available. 
So we're not we're not even responding to all the ODs that happen. We're only seeing the ones where they can't be revived, where it's taken three, you know, three or four shots of Narcan to bring someone back, whereas you used to deliver one shot and it, and it worked. And, um, you know, probably uh, I, I think within the last year, we just started issuing Narcan to our officers, number one, for their safety, because we, we didn't want them to be um, accidentally overdosed and not have that available. But, I mean, within days of us giving it out, our officers were already on the street, you know, giving shots to Narcan and bringing people back. So it it is it is a pandemic in lacrosse. Yeah, and then, and you you agree that maybe it, would it be better if everyone had our Narcan and knew how to use it, or would or or should we be calling police? Because I, I I'm not really sure there. Well, you know, uh, lacrosse fire department, lacrosse police department, you know, tri-state, everybody all has that on board now. Um, a lot, almost, I, I believe, all the lacrosse county law enforcement agencies have Narcan on board, um, and I, I do think that there are a lot of people out there that that carry it. You know, you have to you have to realize what you're dealing with, and sometimes when you bring these people back, um, they're violent. Um, you know, when they snap to, um, but other ones are like, nope, I'm I'm ready to, to rock and roll, and they just go on their way. Um, I th- we talked yesterday, fentanyl is about 50 to 100 times more potent than morphine. I have no idea what any of that means because I'm not doing morphine or fentanyl. Um, but but the I remember reading a story uh, maybe a couple years ago even that even if you, you know, when you guys are, are assisting somebody that's maybe OD'd or, on, you know, the fentanyl is exposed. If you guys get exposed even to just a little bit of that, um, it creates a big problem for the officers. Right. Um, you know, if you get just a little bit of fentanyl, you know, inhale a little bit of fentanyl, you literally could die right there. Um, we actually had one of our canines accidentally exposed um, to heroin, and we had to give our canine um, a shot of Narcan. So it happens. It happens in law enforcement. You know, we have a lot of stringent procedures in place right now where we don't even want our officers opening the packaging, uh, processing it, you know, um, Whereas we used to do all that, now we have you know special hoods uh, that you have to be under in order to even start to try to identify what you have, or we're sending it off to the state to get identification on it. You guys could just wear the hoods the whole time, then you wouldn't have to worry about worry about masks. Yeah, we actually you know probably we'd look a little weird, but if we had those big yellow suits, uh, those radiation suits, it'd probably be the best protection for us. Um, we're speaking with Rob Abraham, the assistant police chief in La Crosse. Uh, the the other thing that I, I wanted to, to talk about was the the idea that Kyle Rittenhouse is is getting is is trying to block extradition from from Illinois to Wisconsin. Um, how, how do you feel about that? Is that weird? Does that happen a lot with uh, with arrests in lacrosse? Even yeah, we see people fight extradition. Um, I, I think um, you know in a couple of our homicide cases. We had it happen. I, I think it's more procedural, um, and eventually it just it causes a little more work for the district attorneys and the governors on both sides of the states, but um, it's very, very hard to avoid extradition. It's just going to take a few more steps um, before the person gets extradited into Wisconsin. And I, I know, you know we're all like social justice warriors, and we watch the videos, and we, we try to read up on this stuff, but the 
the the way the Kyle Rittenhouse thing went down, Kyle Rittenhouse was the the 17-year-old from Illinois that that came to Wisconsin, uh, ended up shooting some protesters. Uh, they're they're saying it's in self-defense. You know, if he shoots somebody, if he's at, if he, you know, however he ends up shooting somebody at first, and then he essentially takes off because he doesn't want to be there anymore, and people are chasing him down, and he ends up shooting people in in you know when they're trying to get the gun from him and who knows what's going to happen after that we had a very kind of a weird situation but somewhat similar in on Alaska at Stony Creek where um a guy had heard that that there were protesters or rioters gathering at Stony Creek in buses so he started letting tires out of or letting air out of tires at uh, at these buses some people saw him and decided that they were going to try to stop him. And what ends up happening is this fight spills onto Highway 16 in front of Farm and Fleet. And that guy ends up stabbing a bunch of people or, or ends up stabbing someone a bunch of times. And and you could say, well, that was in self-defense. But when people see somebody breaking the law, I mean, it's pretty simple. But can you just talk about what, what maybe what people can do instead of like trying to apprehend them themselves? Yeah, I mean, that's that's why we have this, that particular case is in the city of Alaska. Alaska Police Department, more than capable law enforcement agency, could could have easily handled that. Um, you know, um, obviously, if you see things like that, you call the police. That's that's what we're here for. Um, that's that's you know the right thing to do. Obviously, keep an eye on the person, try to tail them. But once you put yourself into that confrontation uh, mode, you're, you're taking a lot of risk on yourself. Um, both, you know. Physically and also, you know, it could end up financially, uh, you, you know, because you don't have the protections under laws um, that law enforcement do. And, and that's exactly why we're given those protections so we can, can do our jobs and, and feel confident about doing them. You know, even when I'm off duty, I'm very, very hesitant to become involved in, in situations. And I'm normally just picking up the phone and calling calling it in like any other citizen, you know, unless it's something serious where it needs my immediate attention to, to protect someone's life, um, or from them being injured. It's just, you you have to be careful. You don't know who's caring. Um, and and trust me, I'm a, I'm a huge for the second amendment. Um, and I think people have the rights to do that, but you don't know who all is caring and what their capacity is and, and their abilities. So, uh, my advice in that situation is just call, keep an eye on the people, be the best witness you can, get license plates, get video, and call us. Yeah, this guy in Onalaska, too, he was dressed head to toe in black, so he was obviously out there to do, you know, he was on a mission to do something. So, And, you, yeah, you're right. You don't know who's carrying. So even if I try to follow this guy at a distance, you know, if he starts, if he's breaking the law and then sees me following him, uh, he might just pull out a gun and, and shoot at me or shoot me. And so I don't even, I would even be hesitant to, to do that. Even recording people, someone sees you with a phone recording, recording them, you know, mm-hmm. they might be, they might be prone to act. Yeah. Um, right. Pick up the phone, call us, call 911. Um, and, you know, normally you know, between the different agencies in our, in our area, we're, we're, we're able to respond rather, rather quickly. All right, Rob Abraham. Thanks a lot for, for joining us today. I appreciate the time. Have a good weekend, everybody. Be safe, please. Be smart. Um, you know, this is this would have been our Oktoberfest weekend. We still have a lot of officers out there because we know that a lot of people are are going to still try to probably overindulge a little bit. But 
you know, try to keep a lid on it, drive safe, you know, be responsible. You know, personal responsibility is the huge thing. Um, so do the right thing. All right. Thanks a lot, Rob. Take care. All right. We're going to break and wrap up after this. I'm with him. All right. Just a couple minutes left here to wrap up. Thanks a lot to Rob Abraham, assistant police chief for the city of La Crosse for joining Covered a lot. I kind of forgot about Oktoberfest, but it's not a lot to talk about. Rob kind of said it. Just be safe out there, and people are probably going to still try to party without there actually being a parade and a tapping and all of that. So uh, we did talk about it a little bit with the fire department yesterday, but obviously they they don't have to have the police presence, I think, as much as they, they would in the past. Um thought it was interesting too the the idea of having a drug dashboard i i i don't know if we can i don't know if the hospitals would combine to do that or maybe the police department but i i'm, I'm going to talk to rob about that and see if we can't figure out a, a little bit better way to to maybe bring bring that into the news what's happening with you know it, it doesn't have to be specifics right we're not doing very specific things with covid but the idea of, hey, there was this many drug overdoses today or there was this many drug deaths. I mean, we don't often, I don't think we hardly ever hear about that and, until it becomes something where they had, I, I, I would say they must have had a bad, quote unquote, batch of whatever, however that works. They must have had a bad batch of drugs earlier this month where five of seven people died that were ODing. But I don't know, it's, it's probably a conversation we could have uh, with police and, and just kind of come up with a plan that, that would better serve the community in, in terms of bringing the drug problem to, to light and, and trying to get these people help. You know, Rob said he, he doesn't think people addicted to drugs need to be in jail, but they, they need help. All right, that's going to do it, everybody. Have a great weekend.